Who would have thought a year later I am part of a network and I am chatting tonight with the gals from Galactic Podcast. All this and more on Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge, and I am now part of the Beyond the Blast Doors network, so please make sure to check out some of the amazing shows that are on beyondtheblastdoors.com. Literally a show for everyone. We have shows like uh, Beyond the Blast Doors, which is kind of the only live weekly Star Wars show every Thursday, streaming Star Wars for live Disney Plus related Star Wars conversations is every Friday night around the galaxy. It's like a fan-based uh, kind of talk show. Uh, the Bombad cast is definitely kind of your fanboy positive energy with a wide range of Star Wars topics. The Hollow Chronicles, which is all things Star Wars collectibles, they're actually my previous episode, uh, so you can definitely check that previous episode out and their channel. And of course, I am Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge, and I'm really excited to have the gals from Galactic Podcast. We have Andrea and Lauren with us tonight. How are you, ladies? Hello. Great. Yeah, we're doing good. How are you, Shannon? Yeah, not too bad. I'm really excited to have some more ladies on the podcast because at the moment, the only person I've had is Lisa Gillerin. So it's, it's nice to, you know, I don't try to deviate, you know, gender doesn't usually matter or identification, but it is kind of nice to have fellow lady podcasters on things so well, we really yeah. appreciate yeah we appreciate you having us on we're looking forward to this yeah so um what how how are you doing i know today i'm trying to keep it positive but you know i know we're all kind of in quarantine and things how are you guys getting on doing okay well, where do you guys live if you don't mind me asking yeah we're so we're both from the detroit area uh michigan so we're both essential workers, so we've been going yeah. to work every day. Oh, I get ya. Oh, well, thank you for everything you've been doing. Because, yeah, I know my better half is um, a nurse, I think. So but I think sometimes oh, people wow. forget there are other people as well, like drivers, food workers, everything. So thank you. That's I very much appreciate you guys being on the front lines for everything. And hopefully you're able to stay safe and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Um, so, let's kind of first for uh, first-time listeners and everything, but um, where where's kind of your voice in the Star Wars fandom? Like, how did you start your podcast? Tell us a little bit about, like, your podcast and things. Oh, wow. Um, so, <laughs> Andrea and I are cousins, so we've always we been... We fam. We fam. We oh, are fam. I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're fam. Um, so we've been, I mean, God, we've been fans since we were kids. Um, we kind of both grew up uh, watching Star Wars on VHS, which is Andrea just said that the other day, and I kind of just never thought about it that way. But we kind of grew up watching the original trilogy on, on our VHS tapes. Um, and Andrea was a cool one because she had all the cool toys. Like she had the Darth Vader, like this Darth Vader helmet that had all like the different uh, action figures and everything. So I remember like going to her house, playing with all that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I think we were just yeah we grew up just original trilogy watching VHS, and then um, you know the prequels came out, uh, watched those in theaters. So that was kind of like my first like Star Wars theater experience uh, that way. And then we've always like just talked about Star Wars all the time, like when we were at family events, like random family events. So one, like a couple years ago, my brother, we were talking about, I think it was The Force Awakens or something like that. I think it was around that time that it just came out. 
And my brother told both of us, he's like, you guys should just start a podcast. He's like, you guys talk about it all the time. Just like start it. And we were like, ah, who would listen to us? We were like, no one's going to listen to us. <laughs> so then like a couple, like a, what, like a year or so later, Andrea, we were like, ah, let's do it. Yeah, he pressed it almost every time we were together. We would be at the kitchen table. He would be off to the side, and we would just be going back and forth. And he would be—he'd uh, chime in every once in a while. This is it. This is this is the podcast. This is what you guys should do. And we're like, yeah, no one will listen to us. Sorry, but uh, yeah, it was. We're, we're really passionate when we talk about it, and people can see it from the outside. So we're great that he recognized that and recommended us to to do this. Oh, that's really cool. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I, I confess, I think I've not even had my podcast about a year. So you guys have had yours about, what, two years now? No, so we actually literally just started in August of last year. So we're oh, okay. coming up. Yeah, we're coming up on a year. Um, but nice. yeah, we, we talked about it for like a good year, though. Like, we're like, man, should we do it? Should we not do it? And then we were just like, yeah, let's just do it. And we just did it. <laughs> and nice. I, I think both of us, I mean, I think I can speak for both of us, Andrea, that we both kind of thought like, our family would be the only ones watching and or like what listening to us we were like no one else is gonna listen to us and mm -hmm. it's crazy how like um so much support like you and just a bunch of other podcasts have given us and we've been on a couple other different shows too so it's been really amazing like the pod like this is kind of my first interaction with like the podcast community so it's really mm -hmm. amazing to see how like supportive everybody is of one another and their content so it's it's really cool really really cool yeah, I would agree with that because like when I started mine, I just was like, mine actually was more of a kind of uh, physical therapy because I had an injury to my face and I had a bit of a lisp and I was like, well, I'm going to have to just get over it and start listening to myself. So, mm. and being like an editor of things, I, and of course I'm very passionate about Star Wars and things, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to teach myself, but I was the same way. I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to listen, but that's okay. I'm just going to do it for me and if people like it great and then but then i found i actually liked kind of share like collaborating with other podcasters because they're going to have different views and different passions and things and it, it's more exciting to talk about mm -hmm. things when even when you have different opinions it's like yeah oh i didn't think about that and things so no that's that's really cool really cool so i'm glad and you guys actually participated and it is happening i promise in a project called um the moment star wars spoke to me and um so i'm very grateful for you guys participating in that and uh, again hopefully that's going to be finally premiering at the end <laughs> of this month kind of thing <laughs> obviously with um coronavirus and day jobs and just life right. last yeah. month was just like every day just kind of changed changed like, oh, okay mm -hmm. wow <laughs> yeah it definitely that's... changed yeah changed a lot <laughs> for sure <laughs> Yeah, so I'm glad to see you both look though look really well and I always just I just kinda of check in on everybody, kinda of going, You doing okay? You need anything? I mean I know I can't do a lot from England, but it's like, yeah, at least can enjoy Star Wars together. Exactly. So. <laughs> So that being said, if you guys are a first-time listener to the podcast, this is Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge, and what happens is every broadcast is from a canon planet or moon in the Star Wars universe. And where are we going today, ladies? I believe we're going to Agent Klaus. Yes, yes. that is yes, exactly we where we're going. <laughs> so I'm going to hand it over to Jerry, who's our canon junkie, who's going to tell us a little bit about the planet. Thanks, Shannon. Pack your mosquito nets and binge watch Tiger King because we're off to the gorgeous jungle moon of Agent Claus. Originally scouted as a potential site for the Rebel Alliance base at the behest of General Leia Organa, 
Agent Kloss served as a secluded outpost after the Battle of Endor, becoming a training ground for the young Jedi Luke Skywalker, and maybe uh, a young Leia Organa, who was also training in the Force. Do you remember that scene from Rise of Skywalker where they were they had the lightsabers in the jungle? That was, oh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, <clears throat> Years later, it serves a similar function as home of the Resistance fighters and a place for Rey to continue her training. Agent Kloss has made canon appearances in the Rise of Skywalker film, novelization, junior novelization, and Battlefront 2. Just, just give in and play it, guys. It's awesome. Come on. Come on. Play some Battlefront 2. Shannon, back to you. Thanks for that, Jerry. So, ladies, why did we pick this planet? Uh, I picked, uh, I thought about this planet just uh, based off of reading the Rise of Skywalker book. I'm not through it yet, but partially. And watching the behind the scenes documentary and finding out that this was a place where uh, Luke trained Leia uh, and that Luke called it Old da- or New Dagobah or Better Dagobah, one of those Something two. Like that, yeah. <laughs> and I just kind of wanted to uh, get a little bit more familiar with it. Yeah, I like this. It was a very cool um, planet from the Rise of Skywalker, and kind of like what Andrea said. I, I'm into that part of the book where he mentions that the whole old Dagobah and just kind of the significance of it too. Of this is where Leia trained, uh, you know, Luke trained Leia. It was, I think, it was a no-brainer for us. We, I think, we had to go with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. What did you guys think the first time you saw like that was Luke and Leia? training as young i mean i guess maybe they're going to be in their 30s but you know what i mean they're mm-hmm. young training as jedis like what did what did you see think the first time you saw that in the cinema i wanted more i wanted to see more of it mm-hmm. i you know i wanted to see force pushes and um more conversation between them and you get a little bit of that in the rise of skywalker novel uh but i yeah i thought that was I never thought it was something we would ever see. So to see a little bit of it, it definitely, you know, made my heart warm up. Yeah, I, that was just, I mean, you just seeing those two train, it was just like, oh, God, I didn't know I wanted it until I saw yeah. that. And then I was like, OK, I need more of it. Like, yeah, I want I want everything. I want the whole backstory. I want <laughs> what was going on, you know, and like Andrea said, you kind of get a little of that in the novelization, but. I want more. Like, I I just want, I want to see Leia kicking Luke's butt training. Like, I just, I could watch that all day. <laughs> yeah. It'd be yeah. so cool. <laughs> it's funny that's, that you say that, uh, Lord, because I, I had heard about it. I didn't really follow those leaks. Luckily, I avoided the leaks that came out, like, in August before the movie released. But there was one, like, YouTube channel that I don't really watch anymore, but was talking about, yeah, there's going to be a sequence of young Luke and Leia training. And the visual effect person in me was like, Really? Mm. Hmm. is that really gonna happen that's a little bit out there because do as we know or maybe not as we know but doing digital face replacement can be quite tricky if not done right you're like oh that looks a bit off so that's why for me i was kind of like hesitant and then when i saw it in the cinema i was like holy crap okay i guess it really is happening but they were clever with the blast shields and then mm-hmm. it was terrible though that i knew like oh i know which part of what films they kind of splice that together but that's unfortunately <laughs> my like trained eye kind of thing it took me slightly out but i really enjoyed it and actually more and more was kind of like okay actually i'm like what you said lauren i was like oh i didn't know i wanted this but yeah. actually this is really cool like mm-hmm. really cool kind of thing so yeah and i didn't realize that was um 
uh, Carrie's daughter that they use as her. When I found that out, I was like, oh, God, that's even just like heartstrings more of like, (laughs) yeah, that scene is just like that means more in in that sense. So, that yeah, it was. And then even to see like Leia's lightsaber, that was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, I wanted that lightsaber right away. Like I was just like, where can I buy one? I want it. Well, it looks like the hilt is almost like mother of pearl or rose Mm -hmm. gold. It has a nice rose gold. Yeah. 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 Kind of out of the gate, and there's no wrong answer here. What was your, like, the first time you saw The Rise of Skywalker? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you were like, eh? What did you guys truly feel? No judgments. <laughs> uh, we yeah, all saw it. First. Yeah, we saw it together, Lauren and I and our families. And we all walked out of the theater, and me and Lauren had this deer in headlights look on our face, kind of like, and everyone's like, we loved it. Wasn't it great? And we were all like, we both said the same thing. We go, oh, I think I need to see it a couple more times. Like, I don't know. And, you know, we parted ways and we started texting each other like, oh, I don't know how I felt about it. And all these feelings and emotions started coming up. So at first, no. Well, I was not in love, but I was I was disappointed. I'll say that. Mm. But now I'm all right. Yeah. Were you a big fan of The Last Jedi? Yes, I was. Ah, see, this is where I'm wondering if there's a slight trend here. Because I was a very much, I'm very much in the same camp with you ladies. Mm-hmm. Loved The Last Jedi. I know, and I'm fair enough, people who didn't, not disrespecting, but it was mm-hmm. kind of like, wow, we took some bold shifts. But I also appreciated kind of the literary prose and things into it. And the way it was shot. I'm sorry, that's still the best. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, God, shot, yeah. compo- yes. like composited film like ryan johnson say what you will about what his character development whatever mm-hmm. his just eye for like when he's even talking about knives out and like the behind the scenes stuff like you can tell he just thinks of everything and it i still think it's the most beautiful shot one so i was the same way i literally was like i i, I wanted to come out pumped like it did for mm-hmm. the first two mm-hmm. and i just kind of was like huh okay i think my biggest thing for me was i didn't like at first Ray being a nobody, but then I came to peace with it and was like, actually, that's a strong choice. And then when they kind of not mm-hmm. backtracked, but they kind of did a from a certain point of view thing to it, I just was like, you know what? I would have been fine with it if you just would have set that up from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we how we were all feeling when The Force Awakens came out, that we all had our fan theories. I was, you know, Camp Kenobi and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that was my, I think it's why it was so hard for me because I had finally come to peace with one thing and all of a sudden they do like an about face and we're like, and I have to deal with this again. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. And um, yeah, but I, I actually, and I can't wait to have a chat with you ladies when you're done with the book, because the novelization actually helped me with some of the moments I felt kind of fell flat in the film. Ooh, yeah. So okay. I won't say which ones, but yeah, I definitely they were like, but I, I luckily didn't go, oh, why didn't we have that in the film? Because mm-hmm. I do, mm-hmm. I do understand written word and film are two different mediums and you can get away with things like you were you were saying uh, andrea with the, the training you got more of it in the book because obviously you're not fighting it with logistics of oh we have to now figure out the visual effects of how we're going to make these people look mm-hmm. on screen so you can have these dialogues and things but um yeah so I, that's why i was just kind of curious is like mm, i wondered where you ladies kind of fell on because it is a lot to process it moves very fast it does yeah, that was that was my thing too i think when i first saw it i like it was just so it was fast paced in the beginning and it's like they had to get to like the halfway point and then it kind of like slowed down a little bit but it was just like man i it did i remember like andrea was saying we texted and i was just like 
and I couldn't wrap my like thoughts properly because I was like, there was moments that I loved, like there were just awesome moments, and then there was moments where I was just like, man, they went there instead of there, which I guess is okay, but I, you know, especially like kind of what you were saying, Shannon, about Ray. Like I was, for me, I was on the beginning of I, I would have loved her to have been nobody. I, I loved that stance from the first two films. And then when they kind of did the whole Palpatine thing, I was like, oh, I remember when in the theater, when he tells her that, I just kind of like sunk in my chair. I was like, okay, they, they went that route. I'm like, oh, I got to just take it. <laughs> like, I can't, you know, this is how it's going to be. And that's okay. And the more I watched it in the do- in like the documentary and kind of what the novel is, like where I'm at in the novel, I, I I am kind of getting to the point where I'm just like, all right, it is it was a choice and that's fine and it all worked out in the end and whatnot. But yeah, that that stung me. I think that was the one thing that stung me more was making her a Palpatine, putting her heritage to a you know a powerful a powerful force user. I was just like, God, I wish wish they didn't go that route, but they did, and that's okay. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because actually, I will say, kind of contradicting myself it i was actually okay though with her being a palpatine because i for the first time felt ray was almost overpowered like when she grabbed the 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 ship Mm -hmm. and pasana Mm -hmm. i actually was like in the chair at at first i should be like oh this is amazing but i was just like wait yeah what that was i felt I was like, wait, I feel like I'm watching the Force Unleashed video game. Like, yeah. this is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But then when, the, obviously, the lightning bit happened, I was like, okay. But it was just, so I'm glad there was something because then I could just hear people and uproars, including myself, going, okay, now you've made her too overpowered mm-hmm. and you're not explaining why. And I can understand there's been a good argument of, oh, but did she need to be a powerful name to have power? I, I get that too. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of settled it a little bit with me because I was yeah. just like... Because I think it's, I think, two years after The Last Jedi. Something so like I that, know yeah. Homegirl has learned some things, but it's right. kind of like, mm, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. okay, so, Shannon, if you contradict yourself. I do it all the time. Okay. I'm like, oh, I absolutely hated that. But, you know, I really love this part. Like, I get caught I mean, up in that all the time. I think that's <laughs> what Star Wars does to us. It pulls us from both ends, dark side and light side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it's I'm also I'm so open to other people's point of views. And so when yep. they tell me they're theirs and like a very constructive, great conversation way, I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. But right. Um, yeah, so I am. Um, I remember like with the whole Palpatine reveal, I did a triple bill. So I watched The Force Awakens. And maybe that was also why it was I kind of walked away disappointed because obviously all three films are very tonally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So seeing them back to back to back, I remember when the, the Palpatine reveal happened, actually someone in the audience went, what? <laughs> and this is a British audience. Like they don't really, they don't cheer. They don't, nothing. Like they're very just, they kind of watch and enjoy. They're not... So it just cracked me up. I mean, there was there's a couple times in that movie that a lot you could tell it was diehard fans because we had been bonding for six hours because mm-hmm. we were in the same the same cinema. So we just left for breaks and then came back. And so I made friends with people next to me and things. <laughs> so awesome. yeah, it was it was all right. But um, I also also think I knew I was going to have difficulties with the film because hot take I don't like the title. Mm. Oh. 
Mm. Don't yeah. like the title. It's funny. I have a trailer reaction when I was at Celebration. My mom next to me actually, the video didn't come out, but the audio did. And you could hear me going, what's it called? What's it called? And then there's nothing from me when I see the title. So I was just like, really? That's what we're calling it? But... And again, it is what it is, and it makes sense now seeing it in its context, but right. I was just like, using a specific surname, and I was just like, okay, we're going I remember, because I was, uh, and I know Andrea loves when I do this, I was at Celebration in Chicago when they did the uh, trailer drop and all that stuff and the title drop, and I don't know if it was just because I was there, like, when they, when they, when they showed, like, the title, everybody just freaked out and was, like, going crazy and... It was it was really cool, but yeah, it, it it after I remember thinking about it though later on that day when after kind of the you know euphoria kind of washed away, I was like, mm-hmm. wow, the rise of Skywalker. I'm like, that's a that's a choice, it's an yeah. interesting title. I got to see where this goes, but yeah, it, it was a very interesting interesting title that they that they used for it. But yeah, like you said, it was it made it makes sense now, kind of in the context of the film. But you're right, because I, I was at Celebration. I remember I was actually at the Galaxy stage, so it was like live streamed oh, nice. or whatever. But it's funny because they had to switch the feeds over from the actual stage, the main, mm-hmm. the actual stage where it was happening, to the video. Mm-hmm. And we almost missed Ian McDermott coming out on stage because you'll see in my trailer reaction, we're sitting in blackness for like 45 <laughs> seconds, which seems like a lifetime. Right. Yeah. And you're like, are they playing it? And people are, of course, <laughs> making fun little things. But it was so, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just remembering that was my highlight. I mean, I sometimes like get tears in my eyes when I watch people's reactions because Mm -hmm. that was where it just was like, you know what? Pardon me. It doesn't fucking matter what you thought of the previous film. Everybody just was in it together. And I shared it with my mom. Bless him. My dad was in the uh, food court just resting and he just (laughs) heard this roar. And he was like, obviously something has happened. (laughs) But that's when the trailer drop but yeah we almost missed ian mcdermott coming out on stage because they were trying to switch the feedback yeah over and they were like the, oh yeah. he's on stage so that would have been a bit bumming missing that but yeah yeah, yeah we <laughs> were yeah we were in one of the overflow rooms too um i think it was like the sunset one or something like that but yeah that's where we that's where we were too it was cool because it was just like like you're saying you're in a room of just fellow star wars fans it was just it was just <laughs> wild to be in that kind of atmosphere and for that like moment to come and oh yeah, I just I I get goosebumps thinking about when you first see Ray like jumping over the Tie Fighter. That whole, oh my god, I lost my <gasps> shit. <laughs> me, too. <laughs> me too. I just literally was just like, yeah. That's why it's like it's funny. You don't even have to see my face. You could just literally hear just the pure joy and excitement. And like when Lando appears on screen, and yeah, it was just amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, it's my only regret of doing this podcast so late is I didn't know anybody when I went. Oh, me I just neither, knew right, of yeah. the Resistance broadcast, but I hadn't, mm-hmm. I hadn't met you ladies. I only regret that because then it would have been so amazing to meet everybody at Celebration and right. just that much more. But it was really nice to enjoy it with my parents who are fans themselves. And oh, that, yeah, that so that was cool. really cool to share that. But that's my only yeah. slight regret. It's like, <laughs> oh, I kind of wish... I would have done this a year sooner, so then I could right. have met all these wonderful people in person. But right. Right, right, yeah. But, Same um, here. Same here. But kind of transitioning on, so sadly, the Skywalker saga is over. It's um, now on yeah. its physical release. We haven't gotten it yet in the UK, but mm. oops. Um, <laughs> but now we've got the High Republic. So tell me, what is your thoughts 
And again, no wrong answers, but are you excited? Um, yeah, just what's your thoughts on this whole High Republic? I think they released some um, information about some of the new characters mm-hmm. the other day and things like that. So, I'm excited. I, I'm excited just because as much as we all love like the Skywalker, you know, the saga and everything, I'm excited to do something new and brand new characters that nobody has any connection to, any type of like... Uh, I don't want to say ownership, but like, you know, kind of their whole, they've been with this, you know, Skywalker family for 40 plus years. So going to something new, new characters and maybe having like one or two um, characters that maybe we know of that are still around in that area pop up for cameos, but brand new, brand new characters, brand new adventures. You know, I'm, I'm excited for this whole High Republic. Like I can't, I can't wait to read those books. You know, and I'm excited because this is just phase one. So, I mean, who knows what this is going to turn into, probably. You know, I'm assuming maybe some TV series, animated series, uh, maybe a movie. But, you know, that's maybe probably way down the road. But, yeah, I'm I'm super <laughs> pumped up for this, for this High Republic. I'm excited because, I mean, really, the only couple characters that we know that could pop up is Yoda, Maz Kanata, mm-hmm. and then Baby Chewie. Baby that's Chewie. It. Baby oh, Chewie. Yes. A baby Chewie. Oh, you know, I thought about Maz and Yoda. Like, Yoda mm. was the very first one. Maz, someone right. said on Twitter, and I was like, oh, yeah, but didn't think about Baby Chewie, so... Mm. How yeah. wild would that be if he was related to that um, Wookiee Jedi? Oh, my God. I just thought about that right now. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for you? the... I'm excited for the timeline that it's just 200 years prior. I know all of us are kind of craving that old, old Republic and to see where it all began. But just going back a little bit, um, you know, before everything happened, we you're not going to tell the whole story. You're still mm-hmm. going to have an opportunity to go farther back and then, you know, reveal more as, as it goes along. So I mm-hmm. like that it's just 200 years and there's still huge amounts of um, space for them to create and then a lot of space to create later in the future as well too i'm excited to see if the technology is is different at all you know the way that they communicate their weapons things like that i'm excited to see new characters that um that aren't jedi and aren't sith i think that's really cool um so i love all the um authors that they have chosen for for each of the different types of you know comic books novels ya books i think it's absolutely outstanding i'm going to read every single one of them i don't care if it's ya i don't care if it's a children's (laughs) book i'm going to read them all and uh yeah I, i really look forward to to all of it i mean it's star wars can't really go wrong with us when it comes to Star Wars, you know? We take <laughs> it all true. in. Yeah. Do you do you ladies think that by having a like at least like a name or a, a kind of a character that does tie us to what we know? Because I've always asked myself, because I knew we knew the Skywalker saga was going to end. Mm-hmm. Um but it's like what makes anything new feel Star Wars? Like, does there have to be that slight you just dip your toe in the water of something old so people know, ah, uh, yes, okay this is Star Wars, or do you feel it is necessary? Because I slightly feel you need a little something. Like, mm-hmm. that's why Rogue One, I think, worked so well, was because it was like, oh, we're between what we know. Even Solo has those moments where you're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. this is referencing that, and The Mandalorian. So with this, it's like, but obviously I don't want it to be too obvious. Like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? I don't know if my question makes sense, but do you feel like it's necessary, or would you be fine having no connections 
whatsoever just has the name Star Wars on it. Yeah, I'm okay with small connections. Like I said, I mean, if you have Yoda, if you have Maz, you can kind of do things within those like uh, spaces with those two characters. Um, so you don't have to, you know, you don't have to lean on them to push the stories. You know, this is where you can really push new characters, kind of like like you're saying in Rogue One. You have the little cameos, uh, different things that we're familiar with, but you're still narratively following these new characters around, which is amazing. And again, very like Rebels is my favorite, one of my favorite Star Wars, um, anything out there. And I think what that show did similarly is like you saw different characters that we're familiar with, Leia, Han, or, uh, or Lando, I meant, and, you know, different things that we are familiar with within the Skywalker saga, but you follow these new characters and it was such a great adventure. That's what I'm kind of hoping that this new era will do is, again, maybe pick and choose these um, new characters with these older characters, like with Yoda and things like that. And maybe even pulling, I know, I'm, I haven't read any EU books, but I know there's probably a lot of EU things that they could pull uh, and, and insert into these uh, new characters and things like that. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. For me, just the smallest sound or the smallest description of, uh, you know, like a lightsaber lighting up or a TIE fighter flying by, just that feeling of um, environment that we're used to is really all I need to feel like I'm in a Star Wars universe and a Star Wars galaxy. I don't necessarily need names or places or ships. It To me, it's all about like a, a feeling. So a feeling of the force, a sound of a, a battle, uh, the conversation of, of a Jedi, that just makes me feel uh, nostalgic about Star Wars. Fair enough. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, what did you guys think of like the Mandalorian and things like that? Because that was a bit of a risk, and it seems like it went down really well. Way um, well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am um, because that was one of the panels I was lucky to get into. Uh, nice. Yes, sir. <laughs> She's showing her Mandalorian hoodie. Yes. <laughs> um, that's. Um, it's funny, and of course, like Baby Yoda. We just got Disney Plus here finally in the UK about Ooh. two weeks ago. I have already seen everything The Mandalorian. I'm actually, I really, I tried meeting everything. I'm really glad, like, some people helped me with, like, the VPN and things like that because that whole Baby Yoda thing, just blowing up, like, mm -hmm. that would have just mm -hmm. been, like, wait, what is, if I hadn't seen it in its reveal and had it spoiled for me, I think, yeah, it would have just lost its momentum and yeah. everything. But what I loved was, like, in the panel, you had no idea that that was part of it. Like, it's more this kind of, oh my like... God, yeah, right. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry I'm forgetting the story, but it's, like, the samurai and the, the wolf pup. Or mm -hmm. it, it's, again, very much driven to, like, literary. It's almost like, I think, True Grit as well. It's an old mm -hmm. gunfighter with a young kid kind yep. of thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm loving the almost, like, paternal moments. Like, I loved, I think it's episode three, where, like, he's... You've all you've seen everything. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah, 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where he goes back to save yeah. baby Yoda. And I just love that moment where it, it, he's so expressive, but you don't see his face. It's all in like right. body movements and things. But I love it where he can just tell it is going to go down. And just, yeah, yeah. plus I love John Favreau. I'm a bit biased because I've worked on some projects with him. So I'm just nice. like, nice. I was on The Lion King while he was filming Ooh. The Mandalorian. Ooh. And I would hear him in phone calls every day. And I'd be like, just say something. <laughs> Give me something. 
And he didn't. He was pace. so good. He must have known. Obviously, he didn't know who was in the room. The only day, and he's never a grumpy man. He is so lovely. The only time he was only slightly grumpy was the day the set got broken into. <gasps> and that was early days. But nothing leaked. Nothing leaked, which is surprising. But I think it was such a cl- Now that we know about the volume and seeing how all the behind-the-scenes stuff mm-hmm. is, you could see that they probably figured out who that was because it was such a small crew. You're not talking hundreds and thousands of people like when they were at HM Plus. Mm-hmm. I think I'm saying that planet right. Yeah, I, I think, think so yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. it's a great, it's a great level in Battlefront too. I don't know if you ladies play Battlefront too. Oh, but, I haven't. Um, I haven't. I gotta uh, get into it. I I have it. I just haven't. I know there's been some updates. I gotta jump on it, but it, yeah. they have added so much more. And now the whole microtransaction thing is gone. It, nice. The game is what it should have been two years ago. But I'm so nice. happy. And yeah, and you can the Tanta V is in there. Yeah, you got it. You got to. You got to. And then we'll we'll set up some matches and things like that. But nice. um, I totally forgot where I was going with this. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, no, really I, I remember with um, the Mandal- like yeah with the Mandalorian. I just remember. Yeah, so I remember with the Mandalorian, it was just um, you didn't know what to expect. It was new and this new character, and you know you watched that first episode. And then when they revealed that little baby Yoda, I'm calling him Baby Yiddle. I'm going with Yiddle. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm going with Yiddle. Um, but they're like, you were just like instantly like, oh, my God, that just happened. Like you did not like I didn't expect that at all to have that little like that baby in the show and be like the most incredible thing that happened out of this show was a little baby Yoda. It was just, it was insane. And how it's crazy. Andrea and I talked about this before, how like it just became this worldwide thing. Like people that weren't even just like, maybe even just very casual Star Wars fans. They knew about baby Yoda. They were talking about baby Yoda. So it was like an incredible thing uh, that, that, that pulled off for sure. And yeah, I remember cause I was at the Mandalorian panel too. Sorry, Andrea. Uh, yeah, like, I wasn't there. I was, oh, <laughs> I was lucky enough to get in there too. And it's crazy to think about this, like how they knew that that was a thing, and they didn't even like you know obviously mention it or anything like that. But like to know that they knew, all knew they had this like ace in the hole, and they were just like, oh, you guys don't even know like what's gonna happen. <laughs> and it was just like, nope, because I I really thought it was gonna be a totally different show, like Dude. just following like this gunslinger guy around, and I was gonna I was all about that. And then you added that like baby Yoda factor, and it was just like, all right, yep, you you sold me on that for sure. <laughs> yeah, remember when we? Uh, it was what? When did the trailer come out? In August, I think. Yeah. For yes. that, we were at a family reunion, and we oh, yeah. brought part of our family down to watch the trailer with us, and they were all so geeked, and they're like, "Wow, this is just a show. It's not a movie." And we're like, "Yeah, it's just a show." And and uh, my brother-in-law was like, "Oh, well, like, tell me about it. When is this timeline? When is this?" And it was just great how curious everybody got just from mm-hmm. watching that trailer. And then once the episodes started releasing, it bonded our families together in a huge oh, way. Amazing. I mean, we would text each other talk to each other did you watch oh my gosh i can't wait to watch this one and mm-hmm. it was um i love when star wars does that when it brings people together and i thought all of it was outstanding um mm-hmm. and 
I couldn't I, I when I, I couldn't get over seeing a baby Yoda. I never imagined it would be something that adorable. I never <laughs> imagined that it would be something I wanted to like hold. Um, I remember watching one of the episodes with my mom when the guy punches him and the look on my mom's face of like pain and anger like shown on her face. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what a reaction to, co- to come from my mom about a, a, a a fictional character but um yeah absolutely i'm excited for season two can't wait speaking of season two what do we think about this ahsoka rumor i don't even know is it even a rumor is it actually happening Ooh, yeah that it's an inch that is a interesting interesting thing i we were i don't think andrea and i have really talked about it too much yet but Mm -hmm. like we we've had some conversations but i I'm such a huge Ahsoka fan that I'm I'm all for it. It's just going to be hard for me to not have it Ashley Eckstein voice to go with that character. It's just going to be a weird thing, and it's it's probably just a a me thing for sure. But it's going to be kind of similar to like Han Solo when we see young Han Solo, and it's not Harrison Ford. Like it, yeah. it happens, and you get over it, and it's fine. It all works out. So. But um, it seems like it's pretty legit from like what I've been reading. Like it seems pretty, pretty spot on. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they pull that off. And that, God, that could lead to so many other things though too. I mean, if she's in it, then where's Sabine? You know, you got Bo-Katan probably gonna maybe like, oh, the endless possibilities of like Ezra that? Bridger. Oh God. Yeah, no. Uh, it's funny, again, I haven't watched Rebels. Now that I got my Disney Plus, I can catch up on all this. Oh, yeah. I know there's a lot of the, where's Ezra? That's the thing. Like, I have a lot of the moments I already know have happened, mm-hmm. so it's not going to be this big surprise. But I feel like I want to know the full story. So I have a, I have an appreciation for Ahsoka because I know she, and actually in this, this project that you guys helped me with, there's mm-hmm. several moments people talk about Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So she is a very obviously pivotal character. And what I like is, it was a character that no one really liked in the beginning when she came right. out. And yeah. now is absolutely loved and adored. And I do think that has a lot to do with Ashley mm-hmm. as well, from an outsider view. Again, haven't really watched a lot of... I just saw one of the moments where she says goodbye to the Jedi Order and everything. And that's a very powerful moment. And there's some parallels there, too, where mm-hmm. he's reaching. And that's very Kylo Ren as well, reaching with the... It's like, oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Right. But... Um, <laughs> But uh, I, I'm just a bit sad, and I'm sorry. I want to make sure I, I get your view as well, Andrea. I'm just I'm kind of bummed that that reveal got spoiled if it's happening because then that would I mean it's magical like if that had happened with Baby Yoda, kind of thing. Because I feel like this whole Baby Yoda thing has got to be what it felt like when Star Wars first came out in 1977. Mm. Just the pure frenzy, everybody yeah. talking about it, the massive pop culture thing. It's like we had it again. But mm-hmm. now I'm worried that we just had another just massive, amazing reveal. Oh, my God. Ahsoka is finally in live action mm-hmm. after, what, 10 years-ish? That yeah. it's now kind of ruined. Like, what's your thoughts, Andrea? I'm excited. Uh, well, I do like the casting, if it is Rosario Dawson. Um, I think uh, that, she, like, a more mature Ahsoka, she's perfect for. Like Lauren said, it's going to be a little bit uh, getting used to with the voice. Uh, but I think overall, they picked the best possible candidate to play an older Ahsoka. Do I think it didn't get revealed um, like how it did and we just saw it like sprung on us in the middle of an episode? I don't know. Um, 
I don't know how I feel about that. To me, maybe because I'm I'm close to a lot of people who are very casual Star Wars fans and they mm. don't even know who Ahsoka is. So to kind of create a little bit of buzz about it, I think is a good thing for the more casual. Because we've learned now that casual Star Wars fans are watching The Mandalorian, hands mm. down. People oh, yeah. that aren't diehard fans are watching The Mandalorian. So I think creating some sort of a buzz, I think, is a good thing for Ahsoka and for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, I if if that is revealed, like you were saying, Shannon, if it, if that's being revealed to us now, I mean, my mind goes to okay, like if that's what they're revealing, I, what do they have in store for the rest of the season? Like, yeah. <laughs> ooh, man, like I like my head turns in those kind of in in those kind of wheels. Like, all right, if they're saying Ahsoka is going to be in season two, and they're like okay with kind of letting that be out there then what is going to happen and like what else are they going to show us like that's kind of where my mind goes so it's going to be interesting yeah it's going to be interesting so i have a question for shannon if you didn't watch rebels and aren't really up on too much clone wars when you saw the dark saber what was your reaction because we blew up we went crazy it's funny i was literally just about to talk about this um (laughs) Um, actually, I knew enough because I watched that wonderful Star Wars Explained with Alex Damon. Oh, good and people. So like, a, people. so like, I I I'm caught up with a lot of the lore and things. Mm-hmm. So when I so I know what the dark saber looks like, and I am trying to be a Mando Merc as well. So I know nice. the dark saber. Oh, it's going to take a while. It may not happen, but yeah, <laughs> I'm try. Cool. Um, so I know a little bit of it. Now I don't know the ins and outs of like. Well, wait, how the heck does he have it? Mm-hmm. But I knew the minute it cut through the light, the the Tie Fighter. I mean, of course, now my better half. She is a, a big Star Wars fan, but not nice. into like the. She's getting into it now, but like kind of the uh, the out not out of universe, but basically the more expanded stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just losing my mind, and she was like, "Yeah, I heard about this. This is obviously a big deal." And so I mean, we <laughs> kind of both knew it was a big deal, but not to the extent of someone who has watched both animated series. So this mm-hmm. is actually now my question to you. What does it mean? Like, if he has it, doesn't that mean he's taking it from Bo Katan, who is like in charge of the Mandalorians? Last we knew, yes, that's kind of the yeah the ongoing theory right now. Um, that somehow he got it from her. That would be my. That's kind of where I'm going with it. Um, unless she lost it well before that, but that doesn't seem that that would happen. So that's kind of where my whole like Bo Katan in season two shows up. Is kind of where that's where like my theory. Is coming from because you have to, you know, you have to link it somehow to how he got it mm-hmm. for sure. And we know Dave Filoni, he loves, you know, he's as he's good as anybody wants. linking things together. So I could definitely see where, you know, Bo Katan shows up and maybe it's a flashback of how he got it from her or it's her going after him getting it. Like, who knows? Again, possibilities are endless right now, which is yeah. really exciting. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I think that's where we last see it, obviously, is her having it. So, Oh, having so, it, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how they, they tie that in. But I, I trust Dave Filoni. If anybody can pull off yeah. a great, like, <laughs> a great handoff. I trust those or a two great, so much. I, again, yeah. I need to watch more of, I need to watch more of Dave Filoni's work, obviously. But I trust John Favreau mm-hmm. and I trust Dave. And I'm also, yeah. I've really enjoyed the directors, like, Oh, is God, it Deborah yeah. Chow? Deborah Chow or Chan? 
Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> I, I loved her episodes. I am so excited. I hope, I know everything's been pushed back about six months now, sadly, because of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. But I really hope she's still on board for Obi-Wan because I think that's going to be a really exciting. And I think what's going to be different is The Mandalorian is very action-based. Mm -hmm. I think, I, I personally think, it's just a guess, I don't know, that the Obi-Wan series is going to be a lot more reflective. Mm -hmm. and because the other thing is I do know you see Obi-Wan's arc in Rebels like you see the t you know the twin mm -hmm. sons episode with Maul so you're not going to see him and Maul fight off because you've already seen it in seen another it. Mm -hmm. thing so I definitely think it, uh, it'd be really interesting if it's definitely more of an adult one I don't know how Disney will go with this but like him dealing with like post-traumatic stress and I mean mm -hmm. he's lost everything but he never lets to the dark side he's one of the few mm -hmm. i mean he lost i know sabine wren no not sabine sorry um no who's the person that satine that's it mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know satine was killed by dark maul i mean his mm -hmm. you know his masters are killed he lost his apprentice i mean he's mm -hmm. lost a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. the yeah. man has been through a lot so um i do think that's going to be a bit more of an intellectual one but it's purely my speculation right now but i'm really excited to see what she brings to the yeah. table for Obi-Wan. Yeah, Andrea so. is the one that kind of got me. Like, I, I, I was, I knew her name, but then I know, Andrea, you watch Mr. Robot. Um, yeah, she, she did an amazing episode yeah. of Mr. Robot. Oh, I need to check that out. Definitely yeah. have yeah. the time now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, remember I, the name I, I loved her episodes. They were awesome. I think that's one of the things that Andrea and I talked about. I think the two episodes she did were, I think, a couple of our favorites for sure. Like, they were just amazing. So, and again, good to see female diversity, everything. Uh, within Star Wars, that was that was really awesome, and people loved that. You know, those episodes are pretty overall loved by uh, by everybody. So yeah, that was really yeah. cool to see for sure. I really enjoyed uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's uh, Me too. episode too. Mm -hmm. Like I love Cara Dune, like, and I'm so happy for Gina Carano because I know yes. like, she's kind of needed that break, and she was very timid. And John Favreau was like, "I got you. No, you're, no, you don't need to just take the you know beat 'em up roles like." Mm -hmm. And, like, I do remember that was the only, not negative, but some people saying at Celebration, going, uh, we'll see how good she is kind of thing. And I think she smashed it. Like, Me too. I love it because I also, like, she's beautiful but tough and she's mm -hmm. not over, I mean, I do love, like, there's no over-sexualization or anything. And I don't yep. usually, like, harp on about that kind of stuff. But it's just, right. yeah, every time, like, because I just did, like, a kind of fan music video trailer thing to celebrate, yay, we got the Mandalorian finally. And just, I love every shot she's in. I'm just like, God, you're beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, she just was like, definitely, she's, like, just kicked ass. Like, she really did. Yeah. Like, it was just so cool to see, again, another female character that was strong for people to look up to and for the younger generation to kind of enjoy like we did when, you know, Leia was our kind of only female character. And it's cool to see how much that has changed from, you know, the original trilogy to where we kind of really just had Leia to now there's a plethora of yeah. female fans mm -hmm. or female female characters that female fans can, you know, attach to and enjoy and really love. Uh, just like, you know, Luke's, just as we all love Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or Chewbacca or any of those other characters. Now we have a ton of female characters to do that as well. So it's great. Yeah, it's been great. This is why I'm actually excited about the High Republic as well, because yeah. I forget her name. It, it's almost very similar to H. John Klaus, but it's like yeah. an A. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a blonde woman Jedi. Like, mm -hmm. I've never seen that. I All the heroines are brunettes. Yes. British. <laughs> so I was point. just like, 
yes, a blonde Jedi. This is me finally represented. I know that sounds very terrible. Like, there's more representation that needs to happen, but it was one of those. I'm like, yay, my turn. I love that. <laughs> so, um, anything else you'd like to chat about tonight, ladies? No. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I could talk about Star Wars for hours. So just <laughs> you could just give us a couple softballs, and we'll just knock them right out. Yeah. <laughs> Keep talking all day. You want? Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty much everything going on. Uh, we talked yeah. about the Rosario Dawson rumors, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, that's all I can think of at the moment. That's the tricky thing is because it's like there's not like a massive release coming out, so there's not right. a lot of speculating too much. But um, yeah. Yeah. so tell tell the, the listeners or the viewers where can they find you. Uh, well, we Lauren. can be followed Lauren. at Twitter at the Galactic uh, at Galactic Pod. Um, we're on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify. Um, you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Low Row Nose. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R Two D Two Step. Nice, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to follow me on Twitter at. PCGE underscore podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, like, share, rate me, five-star review if you liked it. If you really liked it, please feel free to head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash beyondtheblastdoors. It would not only support my show, but would also be supporting all the amazing content creators that I mentioned earlier. Tiers start at only $5 a month. Almost said pounds, but yeah, $5 a month. And if you like game streaming, I am also shenanigan underscore plays on Twitch, which is spelled S-H-E-N-A-N-I-G-E-N underscore plays with an S, plural. Um, Want to call us? Leave us a message. You can do that if you're in the States at 331-2-BEYOND. That's 331-223-9663. Awesome. Well, it's been fantastic to have you, ladies. I, I'm the same way I could talk for hours but yeah we'll definitely have to come back and uh, yes. have some more chats and, and things like that so definitely I know bless us it's been just struggling because I know again thank you again because I know you're essential workers and things for coming on but it's been tricky going okay someone's on working and things and um, <laughs> yes definitely definitely stay safe thanks for everything that you do and uh, yeah we will uh, yeah thanks thanks for having us on Shannon really we it's yeah thank you so much fun yeah yeah definitely And you can hear these ladies and several other female content creators on the moment Star Wars spoke to me. And uh, we will all see you guys next time.